Well, look, none of us like to um, think about when things go wrong, do we? You know, uh, when we get disappointed with stuff, when we get discouraged, you know, particularly if we feel we've made a mistake or, you know, we've done something wrong. You know, we don't like to dwell on those things. We, we'd rather put them behind us. We'd rather just sort of shut the door on that and, and move on. But I guess what I felt that um, God was impressing on me was there's, there's, there's much to be gained in just stopping and uh, reflecting on some of those things with God's help because he wants to bring, he wants us to be really fruitful. He wants us to have fruitful lives. He wants us to um, uh, do the things he's called us to do in our lives. But sometimes maybe there's some things he wants to teach us first. Maybe there's some he wants us to take place in order that we can really move into the things that he has for us to do. So, so it's, um, it's not dwelling on negatives for the sake of doing that. It's really saying, hey, let's let's just stop a minute. Let's allow God to do the things in, in our hearts that he wants to do so that we can be even more fruitful. Yes. And be, and you had mentioned before something about John 15. So you want to reflect on that, too? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so John 15, Jesus is talking, um, he's using one of his illustrations where he says that he is he is like a vine um, so if you imagine a vine, you know, with, with uh, grapes on there, beautiful grapes, and Jesus is saying, look, I'm, I'm, I'm like a vine, and, and my father in heaven, he's like a gardener, and he, he's taking care of the vine. And a person skilled in looking after vines, actually, I was, my wife and I were at a vineyard not, not too long ago, and we were looking at this, you know, a person skilled in looking after a vine doesn't just let it grow randomly and in all directions, you know, it needs to be... Uh, pruned it needs to be um, cut in in various ways um, in order that the best fruit might emerge from the vine so you know Jesus says you know sometimes um, the father prunes the vine whether whether you're fruitful or not actually the father prunes the vine and the purpose is so that we might be even more fruitful and he says this is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit and uh, so, you know, I think I found it really helpful to think when when things aren't going as planned, when things don't seem to be going at all well, you know, maybe 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 the father's got his saccateurs out. Maybe he's doing a bit of pruning and that's for the good. That's so that I can be even more fruitful. The stuff I'm involved with can be even more fruitful. What really inspired you to, to write the book that you wrote? Um. Yeah, do you know, someone else asked me that recently, and um, I'm not sure if there was a moment um, that inspired me to write it. I think um, I have often felt that I have failed a lot in things, you know, <laughs> um, and uh, I mean, so for example, it might have it might have come out of this that when I was when I was younger, I wanted to get into the music scene. You know, I had this big dream I was going to be. But before I became a Christian, I wanted to be a rock star. That's all I wanted to be. I wanted to be a rock star. And um, then when I became a Christian, I think I wanted to be a Christian rock star. I don't think, <laughs> I think looking back, I think that's honestly what I wanted. Um, but I did what, you know, I did want to serve God, you know, with music and, and I've, I've written songs over the years and, um, you know, occasionally use them in church, that sort of thing. But I always wanted to sort of, 
I had that dream that my songs would go around the world, you know, that I'd be, um, I'd be like, uh, you know, these days, you know, we sing songs by Chris Tomlin, don't we? And, and Matt Redman and people like that. And I had that dream when I was a young person that my songs would go around the world and it never happened, you know? And um, I, I think probably I had a moment when I was just thinking about that and, and maybe some other things that I had dreamed of achieving in my life mm-hmm. and just, just starting to ask the question, well, you know, what, yeah, how do you deal with that, that, that sometimes your dreams don't come true or sometimes things don't work out the way you hoped? Yeah. You know, is, is it that she had other plans and there are other things that he wanted you to learn from those experiences? So it was really just really thinking about all of that and trying to make sense of stuff, stuff happening, uh, things not working out the way I'd hoped, and 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 trying to bring him to God and say, God, what do I do with this? So like and a lot of people could relate to that book because there's a, a lot of people that had a lot of dreams and they didn't come true. And that's really yeah. heartbreaking for so many because so many will look back on their life and go, you know, I don't understand where God took me here. I don't understand what yeah. he was doing with me and why didn't he answer my prayer? And, yeah. you know, I, I mean, I, I think going through your book, I, I see that you learned in the book, you learned so much from your journey. Um, you made a lot of points. Um, you reflected back a lot about yeah. uh, you were a pastor at one time and it wasn't a good, a good, you know, the church, it didn't work out. So you had another yeah. opportunity. And, yeah. and how did, at the time when you were going through that, do you think, what were you thinking about? Were you thinking about like, did I fail? Was there something I yeah. did? You know, how can you help somebody? that might feel like a yeah. failure. No, and I think um, I, I remember those times vividly when I, I felt, gosh, I have really failed in this, you know, and it, it really sucks, you know, when you when you feel like you've, you've failed or that circumstances just haven't opened those doors for you, you know, whatever reason, whether it's other people who have made those decisions or, or whether you feel yourself you've failed, you know, that's a, that's a tough place to be, isn't it? You know, and I think probably where God has been faithful for me is that, um, you know, I, I haven't let, I never let go of God. I, I kept coming back to him and I kept saying, God, I don't understand this, you know, help me through this and help me make sense of this. And, and uh, Lord, whatever happens, you know, I want, I want you to be glorified regardless of, 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 of what I'm going through, you know, and, and, and I think, um, I, I guess that would be one message that, that for me is coming out of this book is that God is faithful, you know, and when, when stuff happens, he is faithful. Um, but sometimes we've just got to be careful that we keep pursuing him as well, you know. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's, uh, you know, I mean, I, I know other friends and other pastors who who have gone through tough times and they've just they've just walked away. You know, either they've completely walked away or they have in practice walked away, you know, in that they just... Um, spend less and less time with God and and uh, less and less time in, in involved in in church things and and um, but I think that I think that the message of the scriptures is we serve a God who loves us deeply has a purpose for us and and if we keep coming to him he will not fail us and he will help us through those times.
Yes, and and I have recently heard uh, a pastor say that um, there, when we come into the earth, when God brings us in, we we are on an assignment. We have yeah. a role and a duty to pursue in our life. And as we pursue God, he opens up the journey more and more to us to give yeah. us give us the will to serve yeah. him and want his will in it instead yeah. of our own. Yeah, that's right. And I think I think, you know, when we have a, a dream, you know, and I believe God does give us dreams, you know, to go for. Um, I think sometimes we we imagine like it's a bit like we imagine a map, you know, and we imagine this is the journey I'm going to go on. But actually, God knew all along it's a different journey. Um, but, you know, he's happy that we've taken the first step towards the dream, you know. Um, and, and I think it's easy to give up when when the journey takes a different direction, you know. Yeah. And um, I, I think that's that's been helpful to me to realise that okay, maybe maybe my life has taken some different directions at times. But when you look, you, when you look back, sometimes you think, oh, okay, I can see why I needed to go in that direction. That's really helpful, yeah. you know. And so a, a pastor once told me that, you know, um, what, you do, what you're doing, everything that you've done up to now is, is God is using that to prepare you for what you're about to do, yeah. you know, and... Um, but we can't. We don't know. You know, it's a, we can have ideas of things to pursue, but we don't. We don't have the details in mind. You know, yeah. I love the book of Exodus where um, Moses has in great detail every element that must be in place for the tabernacle. You know, he's yes. been up on the mountain with with God for forty days, and it's like he has these blueprints of every every measurement and everything and every piece of material for this this tabernacle. Um, but I've found in my life that God, God does not give me that level of detail for the things that lie ahead, you know? <laughs> and I think, uh, I think, you know, sometimes there's, there's this beautiful verse um, uh, in, in Psalm 119, uh, where it says, you know, your word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path, you know? Yes. And uh, I love that verse because it's, it just gives you this image of this um, person holding this lamp in a sort of a dark forest and it's it's not a very bright light it's it's just enough to take the next step you know it says it's a light under my feet you know it's a light under my path it's not a floodlight showing you the next five years ahead but it is enough light for the next step and i i think for most of us um god gives us enough light for the next step and we may have dreams for how we think that's going to turn out but uh, sometimes there's a change of direction and we just have to trust God in that. Yeah, and I've heard so many times that there's, that, that uh, you, if you just wait on God, his plan is better than your own. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Right? Yeah. That's, you right. Just, that's right. Because we all have those dreams. Um, uh, so what sets your story apart in your book? Um, because you, you mentioned learning about yourself a lot and your frustrations and failures. Um, how, can this, how can this help someone who struggles with ministry? I think you do need to learn about yourself. And I think in those times of inviting the Holy Spirit into, um, into your thoughts and into your meditations in, as, you, as, you, as you meditate on God's word, um, 
I think we do need to understand ourselves. You know, I think one of the, the dangers in ministry is that we compare ourselves to other people, um, you know, and um, which is a stupid thing to do. We know, we know it's stupid, but we do it anyway. Um, you know, we, we see a person in a similar area of ministry somewhere else and we think, well, why can't I be like that? Or, or why am I not as successful as that person appears to be? Um, and that happens but, a lot. That happens a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, the, the world often says, you know, we need to love ourselves. And, and you know, there's a, there's a half-truth in that, of course. You know, we, um, but, you know, we don't just love ourselves full stop. You know, we're called to love God and to love others and to love ourselves. Um, but I think, you know, the element of truth in loving ourselves is, is in God's light, understanding how he's made us and who we are you know and i think um i think it's the quicker we can understand who we are and how he's made us and what our abilities are and what our abilities aren't as well you know i sometimes look at other ministers and think well i should be like i should be doing that but actually i don't have their gifting in that area so recognizing what i am gifted at and doing that to the best of my ability um, so I, yeah, I'd say you know for um, for anybody in ministry, really, it's it's discovering in God how He's made you, and particularly what your strengths and abilities are, so that you can really shine in those things. Yes, and they say if a pastor is not called to to stand on a pulpit, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Because I think there's a, yeah. I think there's a slight level of crazy for anybody who stands up in front of people, you know. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it's interesting. I mean, I actually enjoy it, so I'm I'm obviously that level of crazy. Um, but uh, in, in I mean, in, in my church, uh, there are a tiny handful of us who enjoy standing up in front of people. Most people hate the idea of it. I think yeah. part of my journey is, is you know, when I was saying earlier about when I was a younger Christian and I wanted to be, you know, really big in the Christian music scene, you know, just realizing I'm actually not that superstar, you know, I'm, uh, and I'm not saying that people who go into that are superstars, that was just me, uh, but, but realizing I'm not, I'm not that highly successful person that I wanted to be. And, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes when I was writing things, I wondered, is it okay to be this honest? Um, and I thought, well, you know, I think, I think we have to be, you know, I think, um, uh, I think there needs to be authenticity in the church, you know, and if I'm struggling with some, with something, I bet there's a hundred more people out there that are struggling with the same thing, you know, and, and maybe that's, maybe that's the message that uh, we need to share at the moment is, hey, let's be honest with each other. Let's, let's, let's be honest about where we're struggling and, and then, um, then we can help each other, you know. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think that was probably the, the hardest thing was, was working out, you know, which stories to use and, and how honest to be about them. I, I, I think it's that there, there is always hope, you know, um, so... Uh, I don't know if there's anybody listening that maybe uh, doesn't relate to this because you're not a person of faith at the moment. Maybe you're not sure about whether you believe in, in Jesus Christ. And maybe you're thinking this is just a message for Christians. But, um, you know, there is 
there is hope for all of us. You know, God made us to be in relationship with him. And when stuff happens in life, the only, the only way those things can make sense is by relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, um, when I became a Christian, life didn't become easy. In fact, in some ways, it became a lot harder. Um, but what God did give me was hope in, in, in any and every situation. There is always somebody to pray to. There is always somebody. There is always a God there who can help with wisdom, help with guidance. Um, and, um, you know, he's, he's only a prayer away. You can find Terry's book, Looking Back to Move Forward, on Amazon.com.